Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So many nights my tears fell harder. Than Happy rain. Monday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, Holly Roberts, the three of us have a construction hangover. That's true. Right? And thank God we had an extra hour of sleep this weekend. Boy, thank did you. we need it. You know, listen, I would like to actually submit that to the powers that be, that perhaps doing Project Down and Dirty right before the fallback experience, yeah. where we get an extra hour, um, much appreciated. Am yes. I right? Yes, mm-hmm. I much appreciated it. It really worked out. Mm-hmm. It really worked out. Um, first of all, should we just like do a quick uh, count of how much money we ended up raising? Yeah, a crap ton, I think, is the technical uh, term. It absolutely is uh, the technical term for $22,120. Yes! Team Cobra! Pew, pew! Pew! Um, and that, of course, is all for the Minnesota Academy of Science and the FORCE program. Uh, again, we told you all about it all last week, fostering opportunities and relationships in STEM education, how very important, how vital this program is to young people, uh, to underserved um, communities in bringing STEM education to right to them yeah. uh, with all kinds of different tools and tricks and awesome things to make them love STEM uh, we are very, I'm so thankful to all of our listeners who showed up, who contributed, who uh, shared in the fun of uh, Project Down and Dirty Construction. Bradley Trainer, may I also add, you are one heck of a bulldoze uh, driver, bulldozer driver. Um, thank you. I can push dirt. I cannot stack tires the way you did, though. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, you are listening to the big winners. That seems like the harder, uh, the harder lift, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're right. We did actually win. We are winners. Yeah. yeah! yeah! So for those of you who don't know, I mean, because it was sort of like a it, the event took place on Friday night. There were many, many people there. Also, a lot of people watching uh, that streaming option online. And what we were treated to was an obstacle course mm-hmm. uh, where we went head to head with uh, other hosts. We were we did a time trial earlier in the day and you and I somehow, somehow ended up going into this final thing in oh, first place. We kicked major butt. I mean, we beat the second place team by a full minute and a half, almost two minutes. Are you looking at the spreadsheet because yeah, you're looking sideways? sideways. Yeah, <laughs> it came in sideways. Um, I would say, yeah, just under two minutes faster uh, than the the next team. So, again, we each had times. 
our combined team was about two minutes faster than team two. Team three, we were like, oh gosh, almost 10 minutes. And then don't even get started on Lori and Julia. Lori and Julia were doing their own thing. Way back. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't quite tell what was happening with Lori and Julia during their portion of the obstacle course. Yes, I'm talking about, of course, the time trials that were before our actual actual obstacle course. Mm -hmm. Because for the. So that was what qualified us to go head to head at the end for the listener who's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So all week we had these time. Well, I shouldn't say all week. All week we practiced. Then uh, the day before we or the day of. Yeah, Friday yeah, the day morning. Of, Friday morning. We had a time trial where a time was in stone. Those two for each show were combined to determine where you would place or where you would line up for the obstacle, obstacle course, course during the, the main show. Yeah. So the one and two teams went together and the three and four teams went together. So it was you and I mm-hmm. plus Jason and Alexis. Yep. We were one and two mm-hmm. overall. And then team three, Donna and Steve, team four, Lori and Julia. So Lori and Julia and Donna and Steve went first. Which was great for us because it let us, it gave us time to strategize a little bit. We watched what they did. Yeah. We, correction. We watched what Donna and Steve did. Yeah. Because who knows what Lori and Julia were doing, right? Well, there was, I mean, you know, I will say, I think uh, they started off well and then hit a wall and never recovered from, I mean, they didn't hit an actual wall. Right. uh, But a a metaphorical wall. Uh, And then, and just again, for the listener who maybe wasn't there, you should go back and listen to podcasts or watch the video because I'm assuming there's going to be video, if not already. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I know they were filming the crap out of that experience. Yeah. each team, so there are two teams, so the third and fourth place team competed first, and that's Lori and Julie and Donna and Steve. And each team had to take three tires, 2,500-pound tires, move those tires around the course, and then end up stacking them uh, on top of each other. So you had three tires, one on top of the other. So whoever did that the quickest was the winner of that round. Two rounds, Donna and Steve and Lori and Julia first, and then... Colleen and I, along with Jason and Alexis, second, because they put the first place teams last, right? right? Like, obviously, there would be more competition in the right. first place teams. Yes. Anyway, so uh, Donna and Steve nailed it just under the time cap. Steve had yep. a hard time with that third tire. He got the first two pretty quickly and then spent uh, the majority of the time trying to get that third tire on top. And it kept falling that off. That is the hardest off. one. That it was, was like the four or five times yeah. it fell off. Then it was you and me, yeah, and Jason and Alexis. Now I didn't know what I didn't know what was happening on the other side of the course. I was super hyper focused, obviously, on what you and I were doing. Yeah, so I could only hear you and then Dave, who was coaching us through it. Meanwhile, on the other channel, uh, there was a whole other thing happening between Jason yeah, and Alexis. We couldn't hear any of that. And apparently I didn't find out until later that Alexis's excavator wasn't powering up properly. And so they ended up just sort of being, again, hamstrung by that. But you and I were just cruising through. Yeah. And let me tell you, you, I mean, it was textbook. We had like... We had a strategy. We had a strategy. We executed the strategy. Which... There was not... We didn't deviate from the strategy. And I, at some point figured something's gonna go like hinky Mm -hmm. and i was just prepared for that to happen like i would 
like get a tire stuck or I would hit the car because we had these obstacles we had to avoid. I have to maneuver this tire just to a certain place. You actually brought in one of the tires. Mm-hmm. So it, and but we had to do it opposite. We also had to spend a certain distance from each other. Yeah. We could not be closer than 35 feet. So that added a layer of complexity. But um, it was textbook. It just like check, 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 done. And somebody did. Were you there when somebody did actually take take time yeah, it uh, was 9.59. It was 9 minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah. It was so much fun. We are so thankful to everybody. And we won nothing, by the we way. We won so zero. The glory that we... No, we won a pink hat. Where, yeah, where's the crown? You know, I left it there. I'm sure somebody has it. Because it was it was sort of a slapdash last minute put together. Did a great job, though. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I would... Yes, but it's somewhere in the building. And I will be now wearing it for eternity. Uh, we can share it, Bradley. Yeah. We'll go back and forth. We did a great job. And... Um, Congrats, Team Cobra, for winning something that means nothing other than to our own egos, uh, despite the fact that Jason Alexis claimed that they had a malfunction. I just felt really bad for them because what a bummer. Like, I would have been bummed if that would have been our situation. Although, at the end of the day, they raised over $100,000 for their charity. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, they're big winners, too. Uh, speaking of winners, I, we did just, can I just read this email that just came in because I just love it so much. This comes from Tracy. She said, hi guys, I have the station on all day. I listen to it as much as I can. I just happened to hear you talking about the Minnesota Academy of Science and force. I work at an elementary school for an underserved population. I've now spoken with Sarah at force and I'm in the process of bringing them in to work with our students. Oh, good. I'm very excited about this opportunity for our kids. I would likely have never known about them. Otherwise just wanted to let you know that you helped make a difference in the life of 250 kids in the community. Thank you, Tracy. I just got Tracy, that's awesome. Thank you so thank much. You. And thank and, you for telling us. I mean, that's why we do stuff like this, because it creates connections. You know, yes, it raises money. Money is important. But at the end of the day, radio is about um, connecting people. And uh, I honestly think that um, Tracy is probably one of many people who now have an awareness of this organization in the state of Minnesota and hopefully will utilize it as a resource because it's exactly what it is. And it's able to do that even more so because of all the amazing contributions that you guys made. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And not to, I'm not going to go too hard on this, but I will just say it is still open for donations. So if you are moved today oh, yeah. to go and like throw a little extra in, that's fine. It's open. It's great. We, I mean, it'd be we, nice to we're like, not going to keep pushing it. It'd be nice to have more than Lori and Julia, but you know, I'm just saying whatever. That. It's just my own it's ego fine. talking. It's fine. They don't have an ego though, so it's fine. Oh, mm-mm. they're very humble, mm-hmm. and they won't be asking right. for money at all today at all. Right. So correct. Go make a contribution, <laughs> please. You know, I would like to do some on-air production really quickly. I just, I, we had another thing planned to talk about uh, in this segment, along with the sort of tying up the loose ends of Project Done and Dirty. I think we're going to put that off till a little bit later in the show. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, I do just want to say another huge thank you to everybody who donated to all four worthy charities. Yeah, we raised almost $200,000. Which is huge. Which is the first time we've ever done that as a station. So you guys should feel super awesome because, like, I mean, we've been literally, I said this, I think, last week. Like, we have been doing this for now. I mean, the station has been doing it for 11 years. We've been a part of 10 of those um, in terms of fundraising. We do the same thing every year. We right. didn't do anything different this year. Right. You guys are the ones that continue to do more and more every year because yeah. it's 
it's your contribution that have raised more than we've ever raised before. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for, you know, for hanging with us throughout uh, a wacky week while we got to do something super fun and play in a sandbox. And also, can we also just say another thank you? Well, there's a lot of people that need a thank you. Um, I would say all of our behind the scenes staff here at My Talk 1071, the people that you don't yeah. generally see out front, um, the Amy's, the Brooks, the Jesses, the uh, Hannah's, the um, Pat's, the all the, there's so many Adam. people, Adam, there's so many people here at My Talk 1071 that make what we did possible. We just are the mouths that do the talking out front. So thank you to all of them. Thank you to our friends at Extreme Sandbox for nice. Hosting us. I'm just um, thinking of more names. Right. Um, out at Extreme Sandbox, we had a ball. We had an absolute blast. Yeah. I mean, they it took was, great care of us. It was far more fun than I even anticipated. I mean, it truly was fun. Dave, Nicole, all of the folks that trained us. Yes, Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to remind people, too, that Extreme Sandbox is not just something that they put together for radio people. Like, you actually can go out to the Extreme Sandbox yourself, and it's a great gift. And they do it all winter long. So, yeah. you know, definitely check. If you've got somebody in your life who you think would really, like, have a lot of fun bulldozing or excavating, and didn't uh, we have check it out. Did offer on our site? We absolutely did. I'm so glad you said that because... There were actual extreme, and I don't know if they still are, there were extreme sandbox packages available where you would get to do essentially the same kind of things that we did during that um, first day, uh, learning how to dig, how to operate the machines, and then doing like a mini, a little mini uh, um, obstacle course just on our own. Um, and you can you can buy those. Actually, you, those are no longer available oh, okay. through our website, well. but you can go to Extreme Sandbox and get those packages there. It was a ball. We had a blast. Um, we are so thankful to everybody who made that possible. And truly again, to all of you listeners um, for donating. Thank you. Thank you. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood with Elizabeth Reese after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. So my talk dirt alert. The one and only Elizabeth Reese is here, and with her, she has brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. How's everybody on this Monday? Wonderful. And how are you this fine day? I am doing well. Thank you very much. Even though I have to start with following this sad, sad story about this Travis Scott concert and the fallout that continues. So now, Travis Scott and Live Nation have lawsuits piling up. Oh, I'm sure. One Houston injury attorney submitted seven just this morning for various clients, and um, famous attorney Ben Crump is also representing some of... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Victims. Um, basically, the documents are mostly identical and they switch out the petitioner name each time. And each lawsuit claims that both Travis and Live Nation failed to provide adequate security and a security plan to protect attendees. You'll recall that just a couple of days ago, this uh, situation at this concert at the Astro World Festival led to stampedes and crowd compression. Eight people died. Hundreds were injured. Mm. This morning, there were still, I think, 15 people in the hospital, 13 people in the hospital. It's just awful. Um, There are going to be more lawsuits filed by concert goers, likely. And then wrongful death litigation is expected as well. You know, I wonder, uh, you you have, I'm sure, okay, I don't know specifics about this case, so I'm going to speak quite generally. And I would imagine at a large event like this, you know, you have a plan in place. You think that plan's going to work because that plan was based on a previous plan and that previous plan was based on another plan. None of these plans or very few of them have probably actually ever been executed Mm -hmm. for safety. Like, if this goes wrong, what do you do? So I imagine there was... There just is not a lot of experience dealing with a tragedy on this level, or I shouldn't even say tragedy, that unexpected things happening such that while they thought they had enough resources or enough of a plan to deal with this situation, they clearly didn't. So I would hope that, you know, that will force everyone who holds events with a critical mass like this to, you know, rethink and actually try to game out their plans because clearly whatever plan they had was not sufficient. So I think that's totally fair and a, and a really good point. I also think what has happened though with these situations is that there are they have been profiting off of this level of chaos yeah. right. and rage. Yeah. So part of the allure of these concerts and and I think this is what's going to be argued now um, is that this was a ticking time bomb waiting to happen mm-hmm. and that Travis Scott and Live Nation were making tons of money mm-hmm. off of these rage filled, chaotic concerts that they'd been putting on for years that encouraged things like crowd surfing and mosh pits and all of this stuff and that this was a natural progression. And that's where. I mean, I'm not an attorney, but I occasionally play one on the radio. That's where you can really build a case, though, that it's not just about like, oh, this one thing that went awry. I think the case is going to be in, you know, the fact that they will be able to prove through various videos. I mean, TMZ has been posting all these promotional videos that have used old clips that really hyped up and and used the chaos as a selling point Mm. that this was a type of environment that they had been profiting off of and that they were planning to profit off of. And so even the idea of stepping in to settle things down, even if you had all the security in the world, that that would have been almost impossible for them to pull off because they were making tons of money off of this type of chaotic situation. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, and again, I didn't go to law school, but I might have. If I wanted in to. another life, it was possible. <laughs> there's a parallel universe. You are above right. Elizabeth person, Elizabeth. But that's where you can is... start to say, like, there's a difference between like a freak accident, something got really out of control, and a planned profiting off of a type of environment that was inevitably going to lead to something like this, right? Mm. Yep. It's yeah. sort of like the idea of like, 
we're going to do pyrotechnics with no sprinkler system. Right. I mean, yeah. right. You know, that's and also just fire in a crowded area. doesn't seem like a good idea generally, right. but that's just, what do I know? Right. It's really, <laughs> I mean, it's just very sad. The youngest victim, 14 years old. Oh. It's just terrible. And imagine, I mean, all of the people I, I've been seeing interviews today with people who were there and who were in the midst of it. And just the feeling of um, panic and being oh. out of control. And then the guilt that is happening when they don't know, you know, who die. It's just awful. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, we were talking about this earlier uh, off the air about other instances where something similar has happened. And the thing that stuck out to me was the 1996 Smashing Pumpkins show where oh. something similar happened. And, and uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is only because I remember being, I remember the, that was the first time I was aware that that could happen, that yeah. a crowd could actually turn deadly right just because of the chaos of a crowd right and so here we are now 20 odd years later and it's happened again and there were multiple people who lost their life as a result and it seems like you know are we still doing like you know how well, look how, at like the shooting you... on the set of rust right? right i mean we talked about that how that this type of thing has happened before yeah and it's just there's a lot of unanswered questions and very mm-hmm. little information, unfortunately. Um, but uh, those questions are going to turn very important because there are a lot of people who you've pointed out are going to, um, you know, head to court to mm-hmm. answer some of those questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is interesting. The Sunday Times over in the UK is reporting that one of the show, the crown, the show, the crown, one of their consultants for season five has exited um, because she didn't feel like the storyline about her friend, Princess Diana, was being accurately portrayed. Hmm. Her name is Jemima Khan, and she exited The Crown after joining as a consultant for season five. And here's what she said in an interview. It was really important to me that the final years of my friend's life be portrayed accurately and with compassion, as has not always happened in the past. Um, She came on to the Netflix series because of her closeness with Princess Diana, and she said that in 2019, the creator asked her to co-write on the fifth series, particularly those episodes which concern Princess Diana's last years before she died. And um, Khan said, after a great deal of thought, having never spoken publicly about any of this before, I decided to contribute, um, but was working on it and realized that the storyline would not necessarily be told as respectfully or compassionately as she'd hoped. Hmm. And so she requested that her contributions be removed, and hmm. she declined to credit. That's kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, it is interesting, and it's something to keep in the back of your mind as you're watching The Crown to remember this is a fictionalized yeah. story. It's a story, yes. exactly. Yeah. Elizabeth Reese, thank you for that dirt alert. Thanks, Thanks Elizabeth. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we're going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items that Holly's going to bring to us after this on My Talk 1071. Yeah. Well, we've got some pop culture mysteries to solve. We are on the case on The Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And Holly Roberts has brought these blind items for us to solve in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ooh, solving hot celebrity gossip mysteries. Yes. Like do. this one. This one's confirmed, by the way. We do know who this is about. All right. We got two people to think about. Let's do it. Question. Is this A minus slash B plus list actress director following the playbook of this A minus list actress slash producer? Kind of, 
except the latter actress actually has sex with her significant other. Oh, oh, that's okay. A, uh, so is this implying publationship here? Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, so can, I'm sorry. Can you? Because that was so many words. A plus list. Nope. A so, list. Two people to think about. Okay. An A minus slash B plus list actress director. Actress director. Uh huh. And an A minus list actress producer. Got it. So those are the two people you need to think about. So the uh, actress producer actually sleeps with her husband. The the other one doesn't. Yes. Uh, and they're so- both married. No. Okay. Well, I feel like one of them is Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Yes. That's the second uh, one. Okay. No. That is the first one. Yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, so Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, and then somebody has uh, grabbed a page from their playbook. No, no, Olivia, they're the ones grabbing a from page the from the other playbook. That's okay. right. And it's a married couple. Yes. Tom Hanks <laughs> and Rita and, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, no. But it's somebody who, although they actually have sex, it's still a publationship. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, how long has this group been together? <laughs> this group? <laughs> uh, I would say probably a decade. Oh. And they're not really doing much. Definitely the actress produ- producer allows her significant other to have the spotlight. Now, I don't know whether or not that's because she's just so giving or rather that he's just an attention hog. Oh. Can you narrow this down for us at all? Well, like- he... He was a former boy bander, gone solo. Oh, oh Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, who's he with? Jessica Biel. Jessica Bebop and Liar. <laughs> oh, fudge. Yeah, oh, fudge. So, is Olivia Wilde following the playbook of Jessica Biel? Well, kind of, except Jessica Biel has sexual relations with her significant ah, other. Obviously, yeah. they have children. Well, that makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of similarities in terms of like former boy bander, uh, current solo artist, also mm-hmm. acty, mm-hmm. like kind of stuff. Interesting. 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 But still full of lies. Mm-hmm. By the item. Interesting, but still full of lies. Here's our next a chapter cel- <laughs> in my book. Here's our next celebrity gossip mystery. What is clear now is that this A-list actress, whistleblowing reality star, former talk show host, is going to land the full-time gig if the A-literate one does not return. Ooh. Leah Remini. hmm Wendy, Wendy Williams. Williams. Interesting. I'm here for this, though. So, what's clear now is that Leah Remini is going to land the full-time talk show host gig if Wendy Williams does not return to her show. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm not I would not be surprised at all. Right? I mean, of the people that are filling in, she seems like the one that could actually do it day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also got tons of energy. And she has experience, you know, doing a regular television show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the headline today exclusively at page 6 is that Wendy Williams health issues are keeping her out of her purple chair until 2022. That's according to sources wow. saying that producers are trying to line up guest hosts basically through the, yeah, basically through the end of the year. Listen, uh, hopefully we'll have a chance at some yeah. point. 
Call us. Oh, yeah. We're available. No, but I've I've been saying this, and, you know, I don't know that this is what's going on, but I just have been saying, like, we need to, people, somebody needs to make it okay for Wendy to not come back. Yeah. Because this this ongoing conversation of, like, she's extended her time away. She's extended her time away. She's And this is the well, fourth round like of this. The only thing that's preventing her from doing that is her own ego. So she needs to hear that more than anyone, perhaps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if that's true, you would imagine the people around here are like, okay, um, we have to, so I think this might be uh, time to right. do something else for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Another solved celebrity gossip mystery. Ooh. Colleen and Bradley try to solve this. This A-plus list slash A-list comic actor who got his start in late night and only does movies is doing a bunch of press right now. He came out of an interview and there were some people there waiting. And as he always does, he blew them off until he saw television cameras. And then he went back and signed and made jokes. Okay, former late night actor. So is this like a SNLer? Yes, a former SNLer. Um, is it Ted Lasso? No. Like how how long ago are we talking? Like peak this actor's like peak Chevy SNL. Chase. Era. Um well late nineties, early two thousand, so a peak period. Okay. A peak? Is that supposed to be a hint? Well, just you know, there are various ebbs and flows of Saturday Night Live, and this person is noted so it's during... like a Chris Catan. <laughs> or like an Adam Sandler. No to both. Okay. Bradley was closer with Chris Kattan. Oh, okay. Will Rob Ferrell? Rob Schneider? Bradley. Oh. Will Ferrell. Oh. Yeah. According to NT Lawyer, Will Ferrell apparently doesn't, you know, like to be nice to people. <laughs> wow. He's doing press right now. Will Ferrell came out of an interview. There were people there waiting, and he blew them off until he saw TV cameras, and then he went back and signed autographs. Oh, well. And made jokes. I got news for you, kids. Don't meet your idols. Yeah, they'll always yep. disappoint you. So true. Let it be magic in your mind. And that's fine. I mean, listen, people are people. It's okay. It's true. Yeah. Although, don't be a jerk. Right. Like, don't be deliberately <clears throat> jerky, but also... Sometimes you have a day. Sometimes you have a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a day. Mm-hmm. Blinded by the item. But we're having a great day. Yes, A great Monday. Another celebrity gossip mystery. Colleen and Bradley solved this. At least this singing fake couple can agree on one thing. They both love the male stripper they invited over to their place two nights ago. Singing couple. Love the male. fake singing couple? Yes. So at least this singing fake couple can agree on one thing. They both love the male stripper they invited over to their place two nights ago. And he said that they were very big tippers. Mm-hmm. Shamila. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not a shock mm-hmm. at all. But they're good tippers. So it's kind of a nice blind item. I mean, it's lovely. We're very. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for your great tipping. <laughs> yeah, so at least uh, Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello agree on one thing is that. They both loved the male stripper they invited over to their place Oof. two nights ago. And that male stripper said that Sean and Camilla were big tippers. I just want to know more about that story, whatever the behind the scenes are there. Thank you, NT Lawyer. Call me. Yeah, I, I you need the full yeah. meal deal. 
I feel like that probably happens a lot more than we think. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, like, not you mean not just with that couple, right? Oh, yeah, just, you right. know, having a little fun, bringing, yeah. bringing a stripper in the house. Yeah, and, everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner and I, show. I just, look, people still do that? Like, Dude, let's have a stripper we, over. What? This Our life is, we are so far beyond that. No, but I mean, like, where do you, like, do you go to, like, strippers.com? Like, how does that work? I feel like is it's got to like be a lot app? easier now than it was, like. Like, Lyft for, like, yeah. Uber for strippers? Stripped. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, don't give that idea away. Oh, write Stuffed. it down. Write it down. Stuffed. Do we have a quickie? Sure. Great. By the item. Uh, let's go in the opposite direction of strippers. And let's visit this solved celebrity gossip mystery. Just what the world needs. A serial child molesting enabler, former reality star running for political office. Oh. It's uh, Grandpa Duggar. Yeah, I saw that story last week. Yeah. Jim Bob. Yeah, he's running for office again in Arkansas. That seems, you know, like... Great. If he he wins, I just, I feel like the Arkansas Tourism Bureau is really just going to have a hard time to... Get people to show up. I mean, I feel bad for states who are, you know, maligned in pop culture, generally having moved as I did from a state called Texas, which often gets um, a lot of attention uh, that perhaps their tourism board would not like. Um, I just feel like having a Duggar as your. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you don't really. That's going to be a rough one to sell. That's uh, nasty. Holly, thank you for those blind items. <laughs> Before we move on to our next uh, uh, destination, I want to just let people know we are delivering on a promise we made to you. Last week, during Project Down and Dirty, we set a certain goal for ourselves on a certain day. And we told you if we got to that goal, we would do an entire mm. hour of blind items. True. We have decided that we are going to do that on Thursday of this week. Pew, pew. And so stay tuned for that. We'll give you more details as it arrives closer. But for those of you who really, truly love the blind items segment, just know there will be a full hour of that coming at you on Thursday. Yeah, we promised a whole program. Did we really? The whole show? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, why did I forget that? I don't know. You guys, Thursday is going to be great. Just like put it on your calendar. You're going to get a whole show full of blind items. We might have to take a little break just for a a dirt alert. Don't worry about it. But that's all happening on Thursday. So get ready. Put it on your calendars. Take the day off. I don't care what you have to do. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk a little bit about... Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott and their reactions to the horrible events that happened at the Astro World uh, concert over the weekend. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And um, uh, we have to talk a little bit about Kylie Jenner and uh, Travis Scott and their responses to the terrible, terrible incident that took place over the weekend at the Astro World concert. Right, Bradley? Yes. In fact, um, you know, I wanted to talk about this story, not about the specifics related to the story so much, although we'll get into a little bit of that, but more. How do you as a celebrity respond in a moment like this? And I know people might think like that's icky and weird, but like that's the world we live in, man. Mm-hmm. And also there's just not a lot of there's just a, not a lot to go on at this point right. because the investigation is still ongoing. So before we can make grandiose statements about the larger issues, 
I think you can find out something quite fascinating about the people involved, specifically um, Travis Scott, but also Kylie Jenner and by association, her entourage of Kardashians. Mm -hmm. So I saw uh, Kylie, for example, she on Instagram made a statement and said, I don't want to read the whole thing, but essentially did the thing that you would expect from somebody attached to a tragedy like this. Mm-hmm. Travis and I are broken and devastated. My thoughts and prayers are with all who lost their lives, were injured for, uh, or were injured or affected in any way by yesterday's events. And also for Travis, who I know cares deeply for his fans and the Houston community, I want to make it clear we were not aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and in no world would have continued filming or performing i am sending my deepest condolences to all the okay so like that sounds very perfunctory in terms of a statement Mm -hmm. but the thing that stuck out to me was like it it, just like the legal nature of that statement which you know you've got the like personal like we're heartbroken my thoughts and prayers that's a very common yeah feeling and, and i don't expect people to have all the words immediately after a tragedy but that just sounds very sort of boilerplate. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I want to make it clear we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and in no world would have continued filming or performing. Right. Uh, that just sounds like a weird, like, I am not legally responsible for any of the things that happened. That just seems like a very interesting thing. Like, it's not necessarily about what's not said, but what you're saying sounds to me like you're trying to make a point. And I don't know, maybe I've followed too many Kardashian stories. Maybe I'm super cynical on Kris Jenner, mm-hmm. but I just feel like this was an attempt to be like, I, and we'll get to the criticism in a minute. Cause there was social media criticism of uh, Kylie Jenner um, for some other stuff that she posted and then removed where it just sounds like this is, this is making a very specific statement. Like I am not responsible for the things that may have happened in this, you know, terrible tragedy. The thing that sticks out to me and I don't know, I don't know. This is just my immediate gut reaction to this statement is she is simultaneously and craftily trying to distance herself from the situation, but also inserting herself in the situation. And that to me is like the, because the kind of ridiculosity of this. I mean, I guess you were there. So, you know, it's within her right to make a statement and totally predictable. And I wouldn't expect a celebrity to not make a statement who was there because Mm -hmm. you would just have a lot of people push back on social media. But then I found this article over at TMZ. Actually, before I get to that article over in TMZ, I do want to just talk briefly about um, Travis Scott's comments. And, you know, again, without going into all the detail, without taking in consideration of all the events, the just brief um, piece that I read over on CNN about him speaking out following what happened, mm-hmm. it just seems a lot more human. Right. And th- something you would expect from somebody who was involved in a in a situation like this. Now, I'm not saying... There's not responsibility, culpability, legal obligation, like all that stuff. I don't know. Again, it's too early. We'll get there. All that stuff. But at least in terms of messaging, um, which is something we do here on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, 
it just seems more human. You know, he talks about being devastated. He's working to identify families so they can help them. He's since talked about how they're going to pay for funerals and things like that. Again, I'm not saying it absolves responsibility. I'm not saying ultimately he shouldn't be held accountable if there was some sort of legal culpability or, you know, shenanigans going on that we don't know about yet. But just from a purely publicity standpoint, it seems far more human a reaction than we were totally unaware of anything that happened. And any suggestion to the contrary is just a bunch of hooey. What I hear you saying, and and I agree with, is that it seems like Travis Scott came to the table with a little more authenticity about how he's reacting in the actual moment where Kylie Jenner clearly was advised on the legal way to respond to a tragedy like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I do want to then tell you about the article wherein Kylie's statement might seem more clear. You you might understand it more. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there was a story over at TMZ that says Kylie Jenner looked on during Travis's set, dot, 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 had no idea of what was happening in crowd. So there's a bunch of footage that indicates perhaps she knew something was wrong. Now, again, I don't think she's responsible for everything that happened, but there was some footage that she then posted which indicates that maybe they did know there was an issue earlier than is being indicated otherwise in media accounts. That she posted on her that own. That she posted mm. and then deleted. Okay. Ooh. Not saying. That doesn't look I'm just saying it then becomes clear why you would come out with a statement yeah. that pushes back on that criticism. You make with that what you will. For example, what TMZ says is they've obtained concert footage that was taken. This all deals with like the timeline of how this all went down, and I don't right. want to get into that. But essentially, there's a clip where you see Kylie Kendall and a bunch of their entourage hanging out under a tent that's um, somewhat away from the stage. At this point, Kylie appears solemn. They say, as you can see, she's wearing a face mask, holding her hands folded together. Oh, I, we don't have time to go on. But essentially, it becomes clear when you read through this story why she felt the need, a.k.a. Chris Jenner felt the need, to distance themselves. Mm-hmm. And they do so even more forceful, forcefully in a statement to TMZ. Ugh. Yeah. Well, we will continue to follow that story as more details emerge. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what celebrity would you want to officiate your wedding? 651-641-1071. We'll take your call.